boy, I got grievances this week. Whoa, hey, all right. <laughs> I, brought, right I brought some grievances. BYOG, bring your own grievances. <laughs> well, don't bring somebody else's. <laughs> I don't know. If somebody else has these grievances too, maybe we could team up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm happy to join your grievances. Sight unseen. <laughs> the grievances. Oh, thank you. Um, I am sad to report that I came up yesterday to the office to, um, you know, do some work and discovered that my magic trackpad now intermittently does not click (laughs) and it makes me very angry. (laughs) So whatever I, I thought you liked to have to click Dan. See, I knew this was going to come up. I knew this was going to come up. I knew this was going to come up. So I went to the trackpad (laughs) settings because I was like, well, maybe there's some weird issue happening here. And let me tell you what I discovered there. Mm-hmm. Tap to click is not on. <laughs> I don't know how long it hasn't been on because you know what? I never noticed. My I guess jaw literally, I really literally dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I was never a tap to click. Like, like <laughs> it was never something I used a lot. I just had it on because it was like. You were uh, such a you tap to clicker that I thought you hosted your own tap to click click. Like I thought you had a click of mm. tap to clickers. You were very it, into it, it. The joke works really well when you have to explain it. Yeah, really. I know. That's, yeah, that's very. <laughs> You really tapped into something there, Lex. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Anyways, I think the Taptic engine in this thing or whatever the hell the motor is that simulates the clicking is dying because sometimes it'll come back and then sometimes it, and then it'll go away again. Uh, I well, googled a- around and discovered not uncommon problem, apparently. Uh, um, among the various solutions are pairing it with another device and then repairing it to your Mac, which I haven't tried yet. But the other device was just, eh, just try hitting a bunch of different angles on it <laughs> Sometimes yeah. that knocks it back into alignment. It's like, oh, good. We're back into the, uh, the, the CRT TV era. My issue with my Magic Trackpad is only that um, its battery life isn't what it once was. And that's not the world's biggest issue, but it's annoying Just that I used to charge it like once every never, and I have to charge it on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what compounds this for me is that literally last week I was there with money in hand, ready to buy mm-hmm. new peripherals. That's what and I was going to say. It's a good thing they updated the Oh. It makes me so angry to think I'm going to buy, what, a new Magic Trackpad, and then like six months from now, they're going to come out with a USB-C one. I'm going to be fucking Dan, you, livid. You cannot buy a new trackpad. I for, you cannot do that until they put out a new one. I will be so am, sad for you if you do it. I am going it. to be sad with the intermittent clicking. That is just... Maybe I should send you mine. I don't use it that much. Do you have a spare? I was going to... That was my next move is like I was going to buy a used one off somebody, basically. Oh, was my next. that. Yeah, so I mean, I anyone... I use it well, except I except I don't know why I use it because the, the the trackpad for the MacBook is right there, so I don't. Every once in a while, I do use it. Moltz, I will be your I best could, friend. I could. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have a trackpad to give to Dan? <laughs> That's right. I, I have an extra trackpad, but Liam uses it, so I'd be stealing it from my son to give to my dad, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh well that's appropriate respect your elders well let's talk about it offline dan you know <laughs> okay. private conversation between the two of us yeah best friends speaking <laughs> of elders Moltz, you had a birthday recently uh did you get any good technology uh yeah well i got it yeah i finally got my watch which has been which has been great the watch is fine you know it's not I tested my blood oxygen. It was 100%. That was good. Oh, um, you're, you, na- you nailed it. You aced yeah, it. Yeah, right. I got 100% on the test, and I didn't even study. 
but uh, the the return process. So apparently I screwed this up royally because I had a window open that had the configuration that I wanted uh, and which is not a lot on a watch, but it was, you know, I wanted Apple Care and I wanted to send my old one in for a trade in. And then apparently at some point I went back in to like check something else and I opened a new window with the, <laughs> with the watch mm. and I ended up just buying the watch <laughs> when I went to purchase. And I didn't get the other two things. And so then I was like, I was, you know, it came and I was holding off to, you know, for my birthday, gave it to Karen to wrap up. And uh, I was like, wonder where the return package is. And I checked on the order, realized my mistake. And so they sent me the return package or they sent me the they sent me a thing. They sent me a notification. Here is your return. You're supposed to drop it off at FedEx now. Like you can get a box. You can have them send a box. But you're supposed to just drop it off at FedEx and then just which sucks because the FedEx place is like 20 minutes from here. Like there's a UPS place like four minutes. Wow. FedEx place is like 20 minutes away. And and so Karen happened to be going over towards the mall. So she's like, you know, just take it to watch and take it over to the mall, the the Apple store. And so they they get there and they try and use the she tries to use the code for that return, but it doesn't work. And then so the guy's like, okay, let's just do, we'll do it like a, you know, we'll give them, we get, we'll give you a gift card for it. I was like, well, fine, because I'm going to end up spending it anyway. And um, they give me this gift card, which, I, and then I get an email that has the code on it. I put the code into the app store and it doesn't work. <laughs> so I, I don't have my refund yet. You know, I don't have the money for the, for the, for the watch that is gone now. Um, and then, and then j- just this morning, I get an email saying we haven't received your trade in. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> because it's the first, you know, the, the other one. Yeah. Um, uh... and I'm like, yeah, we tried to use that trade in number. It didn't work. So anyway, um, I still have to figure out what the heck is going on with the, so you have some customer code. service in your future is what it sounds like to me. Yes, I know. So I got that to look forward to, which is super nice. Someone is servicing this customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not correctly but but repeatedly <laughs> wow that yeah. sounds really fun uh i um uh, the only other thing i was going to throw out to you john is that at least here um various local drug stores are also drop-off points for C- for uh, yeah, UPS I was say, yeah, we do that too yeah. so i do i forget which is which okay. but i do i think ups at cvs and i think i do fedex at walgreens, walgreens. okay yeah because yeah, there is a safeway there is one in the safeway which is like which is like four minutes it's, it's like right next to the ups place probably. but that ruins but, your story <laughs> but i well the thing is when you click on no when you click on the thing that apple sends you to find a place to drop uh, it off the they don't want the, you to those to places are not listed it's like you but have to go allowed. to a dedicated. Uh, okay, okay. Well, if you, I assume if you box it up yourself, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Whereas the FedEx place does the boxing for you. So anyway, uh, I I had an additional grievance I want to mention. Oh, okay. please, that's, that's what we're doing, doing here today. The, we're airing them. Yep. Um, uh, CarPlay uh, <laughs> with i the iPhone 15 Pro has been kind of a shit show for me. <laughs> I had problems early on with both my phone and my wife's phone, um, but I'm still having bizarre issues. Like um, today I was driving, I had to drive for uh, an appointment and I was going like half an hour away. I was like, all right, put on some music. And oftentimes I will use Siri to be like, oh, play, you know, play this album or play some songs of this type. So I hit the button and the little Siri icon comes up, but it can't hear me at all like it doesn't you know normally you talk and it kind of pulses as it hears your voice mm-hmm. but it does it's not responding 
Uh, and after a second, it just goes back. It was like, it, you know, stops as though you did not issue any request whatsoever. Finally, I like, I'm like unplugging it, replugging it. I'm like turning the USB-C cable around when I was like, please, this is, this is <laughs> black magic at this point. <laughs> uh, and I finally get it to work, to work at one point and I'm like, you know, play this. And it's like, yep, playing that. Uh, and then no audio comes out <laughs> of the speakers. And then I jiggle around a little bit. And then I can get the audio to play. But Siri doesn't work again. And I'm like, what Meanwhile, the he's driving down the road at 90 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, cruise control. Uh, this car drives themselves, <laughs> is what I'm told. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what the hell is going on with that. But I have some serious problems with the audio. I don't know if this is the USB-C issue. I tried two separate cables at various times. Um, Sasser and... Mm-hmm. Uh, the comic book character, obviously. Sure. That's, that's what I would have start uh, with. Start with that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, pouches, right? The more mm-hmm. pouches, the better it works. Because he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got stuff that'll help in those patches. You know, who that's knows right. what he's got in those Other patches? Nobody adapters. knows because he never opens them up. Do you know how many adapters there are in the, in the post-apocalyptic future? <laughs> <laughs> We've left Lex behind. Uh, he yeah, made yeah, an right, innocent right. joke and was like, yo, right. we yeah. stole that joke for him. Was it innocent? Him. I'm not sure it was really that innocent. You're right. He made a guilty joke. We stole it from him. <laughs> anyway. Fine. I'm just writing down titles. You're fine. Do what okay. you gotta do. All right. Anyway, I'm throwing that out there. I'm curious to know if anybody else, uh, you know, hmm. among them. car fine. So I don't know. I, I mine's know. working the same as it always has, but I have the same phone. Yeah. It's all right. So neither of you are helpful, but our delightful <laughs> listeners, many of whom might have new iPhones and be using CarPlay because they have cars that are not made by megalomaniacs, uh, they might have ideas. <laughs> I, uh, experiences. I, I had uh, I, I my, don't know my who grievance. the president of Honda is, honestly. <laughs> my grievance is pretty minor, but uh, I had an issue where Touch ID on my Mac stopped working, and that included both Touch IDs, like my external keyboard Touch ID and the built-in laptop Touch ID. Oh. And um, there was only one way I could think of to fix it, and it worked, which was restarting the Mac. Yeah. But I had, I had never had that. In all my Touch ID years, I had never had a Touch ID stop working without a restart. Uh, hmm. Weird. I mean, that suggests so. If it worked on, it was both keyboards, and it must have been a software. The uh, authentication module in the software or something got hung up somewhere. But yeah, yeah there's probably a, a process you could restart. But yeah, restarting the computer will work as well. I will yeah. say the nice thing about Apple Silicon Macs is they restart pretty fast. That's true. That is true. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Not the end um, of the world. So the reviews are out for everything. They seem none of them surprising. No. Yeah. <laughs> Which exactly. is okay. Yeah. Uh, but the new Macs are better than the old Macs. Right. They're the fastest Still? Macs ever that they've had. <laughs> the they fastest Mac Pros that they've ever given. Or, uh, no. They're, uh, they're still, making faster, yeah. still making faster Macs? Yeah. Still doing that? Um, it's interesting to look at the yeah. iMac, the state of the iMac, though, currently. Uh, because they clearly... So that was another thing that came out. Uh, multiple outlets were informed by Apple that Apple was not working on a 27-inch iMac. <laughs> it's, I, I saw that breathlessly reported in a lot yeah. of places and people being grumpy about it. And my biggest takeaway was, I bet Apple's working on a 27-inch iMac. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet they're working on something that is bigger than a 27-inch, right? Well, they well, they the were question, very right? specific. I mean, I don't, but I don't, I don't know. I'm not so sure. They seem like... You know, there's a there's a there's a good reason to not make something that's larger, and that is to push people into buying devices that are more expensive. <laughs> well, so the other they sell a 27 people... inch they sell the 27 inch studio display, and I'm sure they'd rather have you buy that. I think and, uh, the other end of it is, you know, again, Apple knows its market, and I think probably can look at it and be like, how many customers of their of the 27 inch 
really, you know, were there. We haven't made a new right. one in several years now. I have people just ended up migrating. And like, I mean, even the iMac, right? It's, it's such a, desktops are already a small chunk of Apple's overall Mac sales. Um, and any individual desktop, and I assume the iMac was the best selling. I don't know if that's still the case, but like, you know, maybe 10% of Mac sales is not nothing, but like, did a lot of people, I would think it's just not be that like, anymore. Honestly, I, it seems <laughs> like I'm surprised at the, I, my, I love is the wrong word, but I feel like the Mac mini has increased in popularity, I guess. I'm, I'm wondering if their uh, yeah. if their thought process is they don't need to make a bigger iMac because you're just going to buy a Mac with a Vision Pro headset, which makes it an infinitely large display, <laughs> and that that's the solution. That's the sweet solution. That's the sweet solution. Yeah, but it only runs web apps. It's three thousand five hundred dollar machine that runs web apps. <laughs> that's basically uh, what my Mac is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need a bigger iMac. Um, I don't know, and I, I there were some good points being made uh, about. The twenty, uh, I can't remember now where we were talking about it, but um, the dearth of target display mode on the more recent Macs. I mean, target display mode only existed for a small period of time, but it is one of those points where you get a slightly comical, um, you know, Apple touting how great they are the environment, and the answer is the rest of my iMac broke, but I can't use the display right. that works fine. Like, yeah. that's that's unfortunate like you know i just went and re- like traded in that old 27 inch intel iMac i had and bought a you know studio display basically the same panel like you know uh, <laughs> it's 27 inch retina 5k display so if i had just been able to keep the iMac on my desk and use that as a monitor that plugs into my new mac mini would have saved me a shit ton of money um but <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's one know. thing they don't want to do yes right they've damn well. money well, it's funny. I mean, like, the why only do you think making me buy had... two fucking trackpads, John? <laughs> <laughs> the only iMac that I ever had that I used regularly, the first thing that went was the monitor. Oddly oh. enough, and that was the CRT one. And it was well. What was funny was like uh, my cousin had the same model, and so and he wasn't using it. So um, I when I drove across country, so for a long time I connected a monitor to that Mac because it. Long story, you know how I I use devices. I use them forever mm-hmm. until they explode, and uh, and so we happened to drive out to see them, and uh, I drove back with an iMac with the extra, and then I swapped because because his wasn't as quite as fast. Uh, I just swapped the monitors out between them. That was a quite a that was a bit of a production. <laughs> I imagine, <laughs> but it's that fun. seems like a bit of production. And I still have uh, the the one sitting here. It's right sitting right here that has that has no that has no screen. I can just see. It's like it's a wow. see through. <laughs> That's like scary to me. <laughs> That's a scary iMac. Uh, but you know what's not scary? Hmm. No electric. This episode of the Rebound is brought to you once again by our new friends at Electric. Turning a small business into an empire takes work, and you have to keep your ear to the ground for things that will help you take it to the next level. That's kind of hard when your attention is pulled in different directions because that's the reality of being a boss. The team over at Electric knows small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they're on hand to help with some time-consuming parts of your business, like standardized device security with best-in-class device management software so that you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. And employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while simplified reporting allows you to achieve and maintain compliance. And proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows make IT easy to manage for even non-technical users, 
like like us. me. And look, if you're hearing this and you think your company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. You have to delegate in order to focus on what you're good at. Um, when I started my small business, I knew that I barely even understood what the term bookkeeping meant. So I was like, I have to hire somebody to help me with bookkeeping. And instead, I went with a company to help me with bookkeeping. So I, I did that. I knew I had to farm some things out. Uh, and uh, if you're running a small business or if you're part of a small business, now, of course, is exactly the right time to go look at Electric because uh, anything you can do to make optimizing your business uh, better uh, is good for your company. So for the rebound listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash rebound. That's electric.ai slash rebound. Go there now to get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 headphones today just for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this very show. Okay, we're back. Okay, and we're back. Uh, I, I did buy some new Apple technology recently, but it's not actually all that new. I bought it, okay. I bought it for my kids. Uh, it's an it's a, it's a upcoming Hanukkah plus birthday present, and I had to have other family members chip in too. Uh, but uh, my uh, about to be, I'm doing the math, my about to be 15-year-old um, desperately wanted an iPad and desperately wants a pencil. Uh, my oldest has that set up already. And I really had a debate now with three friggin' pencils, and they work with different iPads over which one to get. But uh, Sierra was very into the um, the ease of charging and difficulty of losing the pencil that can stick to your iPad and charge there. So we went with the iPad Air, the latest generation iPad Air, uh, and the second generation iPad Pencil. Uh, but it's much more confusing than it should be to buy those things. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it is not easy. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm supposed to be the expert in the house. And I was like, I don't know. I got to look up the chart and see which one works with which thing. I can't keep it straight. Yeah. I mean, that lightning one, it's not will eventually go away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there is still some stuff that doesn't uh, play well with any of the new stuff. That USB-C one should replace it in theory, but who knows? Yeah. I, I am, yeah. I don't know. I think they should have, having a, another one that like uses a cable, oh. it feels like they should have just figured out a way to make the magnetic charging work with all of them. And I, maybe they will down the <laughs> make road. Make the magic happen, Apple. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Just Is that so much do to it. ask? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I am intrigued by the fact that they built in the magnetic, like, attachment. Like, the USB-C, the new pencil they came out with, will magnetically attach to yeah. the 10th generation iPad, but doesn't charge. Right. So they put magnets in that iPad knowing that pencil was coming. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I think it makes, I mean, in the long run, I think it makes more sense because the thing that it doesn't have is the pressure sensitivity, which to me, I don't know. I mean, maybe your kids do a lot of drawing, but it seems that seems like more of a pro thing than um, the other feature. What's the other? um, Well, the magnetic thing. I think hover. uh, What's that? The hovering thing. The hover. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the hover is actually a little bit better suited to more casual users. Speaking for myself, I'm already very sensitive to pressure. I don't need to be any more sensitive. <laughs> well, already there you have more it. pressure. Speaking uh, for Dan, Dan is already very sensitive to pressure. Oh, uh, as my spokesman just said, I'm already very sensitive to pressure. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. The hover thing feels weird. I feel like maybe that's it's more a function of the chip, right? Because it only works with certain iPads. So, which makes me wonder if it's just like 
that was cheap to put in for some reason. They're like, yeah, we'll just leave that in. Um, uh, yeah. And again, and it's also, it's, yeah, I mean, it's cheaper. So it's a better, I, it's I, better suited to be the low end pencil than sure, the lame yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not the first to make this point, but like the, the new Mac lineup feels sane right it, it feels like yeah pretty understandable particularly when looking yeah. at laptops to look and know like what your options are and and what one is maybe the right one for you uh, i don't know if apple cares about getting there for ipads because i think that i think that especially the ipad versus ipad air distinction is very confusing <laughs> yeah. i yeah i think the ipad air has always been a slightly weird product which is it sh- it feels like it should be the ipad for most people right like the one that's kind of in the middle and some aliens. well it's. It seems like the. the I mean, ideally, or not ideally. Initially, it was the light one, right? It was when iPads <laughs> right. were a lot heavier, and it's like we're gonna make one that's super thin. And here it is. It's the iPad Air, and now it's like, no, oh, it's just somewhere stuck in the middle of the product lineup. It doesn't doesn't mean it's, anything it's got anymore. A, it's weird because it has a lot of the same stuff as the Pro, but it's mm-hmm. not like not quite the same. I mean, it has an M1, right? Which is kind of the wild thing about it, right? It, yeah. It's not like they're even differentiating based on chips. So I have to feel like... So it, it's interesting, right? There were no iPads announced this year for the first time, basically ever, for <laughs> iPads. I mean, yeah. since 2009. Um, and it makes me wonder if, like, A, I assume there are updates to almost all of these coming in the next year. Um, but it makes me wonder if they'll sort of rejigger the lineup a little bit more to try and have it be a little clearer in terms of, hey, I want to buy an iPad. Which iPad do I buy? Yeah. Um, I'm sure they'd love to get the 10th generation down to the, like, replace that ninth one, the old home button lightning one that's sticking yeah. around. Like the, yeah. First of all, they should just call that the iPad SE if they're going to keep it. <laughs> so that way it's pretty clear. Um, I don't think they're going to yeah. keep it. I don't think long run they will, but yeah. I, it's still like a hundred plus dollars cheaper than the mm-hmm. generation iPad, which yeah. is compelling, which right? is nice. Like, yeah. I mean, you can get yeah. an iPad for practically, they're practically giving it away. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Can you afford you? not to buy an iPad is my question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, the, apparently the iPad air is, uh, <laughs> just minimally less weight than the equivalent 11 inch iPad pro is. <laughs> 461 grams as opposed to 466 grams so yeah so it retains it does retain <laughs> the name so you lose <laughs> i yeah. stand you corrected. lose the promotion it doesn't have an m2 yet it doesn't have as good cameras it doesn't yeah. have face id doesn't have the charging doesn't have thunderbolt it has fewer speakers like it's definitely got less stuff but it's pencil. not it's a lot like cheaper two, it's 200 bucks cheaper yeah Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I really considered weird... it when I was looking at a new iPad, but um... yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious colors. to see where they go with it <laughs> and whether or not they feel. It's funny to me that they have a 10.2 inch iPad, a 10.9 inch iPad, yeah, two 10.9 inch iPads, an 11 inch iPad. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't make iPad apps. <laughs> right. Um. I want to mention one other technology thing. We also have, we have another sponsor. We have a bunch of questions, what? but um, I know, but uh, Apple updated some of the, the pro apps this week. Oh yeah. Uh, logic and final cut pro. And I have to say as a logic 
user for both podcasts but also for music the logic updates are freaking great um you know the the hardest part especially for amateurs which i'm most decidedly one of with um recording music is you're not done once you've recorded the song this is obviously the mixing that you can do but then mastering is a whole separate thing like getting songs to be at the right volume and the right sound and all those pieces is complicated and there's a variety of online tools that can do a great job of of kind of doing some presets to master but now Apple's built in a bunch of that same functionality into Logic in really intuitive ways, uh, really Apple-ish ways, and they sound great. Like you can choose, like, do you want it to sound wider or punchier or whatever? There's all these different presets. That's It's analyzing what you've got there and then doing it. It's, I don't know. It's very impressive. It's going to make people who are uh, making music in Logic and are not experts at mastering, like me, it's going to make them sound better, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also Final Cut updates, but I didn't understand those as much. <laughs> I, You know what? I, I Do you have Final Cut? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, do, I don't okay. use it very often. Yeah, do they do? The, do they fix the thing in Logic where you in, on the iPad where you can't import projects that are based on a timeline? Because that'd be oh, great. <laughs> I just I would I would might I might try it, but I don't think they yeah. did. So I yeah, I, as someone who does not use it for music, really, I don't think most of the and Apple seems predominantly interested in improving the music aspect, right? Like that's where their focus is, and I don't blame yeah. them for that. Like that's. <laughs> The world there doesn't is, need more podcasts. It needs more music. <laughs> well, no, that's certainly part of it. Uh, but at the same time, it would be nice if I could, I you know, do what I wanted to do on the iPad <laughs> instead of having to do it on the Mac. Sure would be nice. Well, the good news is we have questions about music coming up. Uh, so we're combining both music and podcasts in a moment. Excellent. But first... This episode of Rebound is also brought to you by our good friends at Rocket Money. You know the drill. I was a customer of Rocket Money's before they ever sponsored this podcast. It's the personal finance app that A, finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, B, it monitors your spending, and C, it helps you lower your bills all in one place. I have successfully used Rocket Money to get rid of dumb subscriptions, to uh, not overdraft my own bank account when I was paying my taxes and did it from the wrong account, and it flagged it before the end of the day, which was very helpful. And uh, every year, they lower my cable internet bill. It's very kind of them. Um, with Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the subscriptions you don't want with just the tap of a button. You don't have to deal with hold times. You don't have to deal with customer service. Rocket Money does all of that for you. I hope they're paying those people enough to do it because that's thankless and we all know it. And how cool is this? Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of the bill and Rocket Money handles the rest. Plus, you get to monitor all your expenses in one place with recommended custom budgets based on your past spending. And you'll even get notifications when you've hit those spending limits. More than 5 million users in counting. Uh, have used Rocket Money, and Rocket Money has saved those customers an average of $720 a year with more than $1 billion in total savings so far. You know what's cool? A billion dollars in total savings. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash rebound. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rebound. Rocketmoney.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and for talking to Optimum so that I didn't have to. Uh, we've told you a lot about Rebound Prime, prime.reboundcast.com, bonus episodes, bootlegs, listen live while we record, submit questions, and I think another thing that I forgot. But here are this week's questions. First up, <laughs> Mahir asks, what did you think of the new song by the Beatles? Not much. Uh, that was fine. <laughs> I challenge yeah. The, yeah. the concept of the question because I don't even think it was a Beatles song. I think it was a John Lennon song uh, that the Beatles yeah, joined. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, all the Beatles are on it. I would agree with that. It's a Beatles song. I disagree. It's all the Beatles are on it. It's a Beatles song. Mm. Isn't it, that's an, that is an interesting question though because he clearly wrote stuff for the beatles and yeah they just sang on it too, as well so how is it different from that the yeah. ship of song because he wrote it for himself 
because he's dead. Um, <laughs> but maybe, maybe, who knows? Maybe if he had lived, they would have recorded it together at some point. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or do anyway, you, do it doesn't know? matter that do much. Um, I, didn't find it, I didn't find it too terribly fine. compelling. I think it's kind of neat yeah. that right. they were able to put it together, but um, yeah. it's not, I, I didn't think it was a real banger or anything, so. Yeah, same. Uh, Jeeber wants to know, will Apple ever release an updated redesigned mouse? Will they ever make an iPhone or <laughs> Mac that uses the pencil? Uh, that's oh. two questions in one, Jeeber. Uh, we're going to have to double your charge for this month with Real Prime. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I'm sure Apple will release a redesigned mouse at some point. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, <laughs> I think it would be really funny if they if the next mouse had the USB C charger on the bottom, but I or on or on I, the top. I doubt that they do that. Um, I bet can it's we can be... we put it someplace more dickish? Like... Yeah, really. I don't know. <laughs> like just like <laughs> on the side, even on the side would not be great, right? Like on the long edge or something like yeah. that would be very unergonomic. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess if you're trying to use it while it's charging, then you definitely want yeah. it on the top. But I'm gonna go they with no like on. Uh, I'm gonna go with no on an iPhone that supports the pencil because I, the pencil is bigger than the iPhone. Yeah, although at the same time, I you know the idea of using it as like a little like reporter's notebook thing, I feel like has some compelling. Like I would probably use my pencil more, but I agree with you, the size makes it a little frustrating. Like, but I love the idea that you could just be like scrawling notes on your iPhone with a pencil. Cause like, you I love it that Dan hand. is waxing poetic about using a, using a stylus on a phone. <laughs> why, why does anybody want to use a stylus? I don't know. Like, uh, Dan, but, <clears throat> let me tell you a little thing about when you see a stylus, huh? A Mac that uses a pencil though. I'm hard pressed to see. Like we don't have touchscreen Macs. I don't think you support pencil yeah, without touchscreen. So I'm going you, touchscreen what, what about, first, pencil second. Well, yeah. Could so that's the, try, that's the thing, right? Could you draw with a pencil on a trackpad? Hmm. Whoa. I mean, yeah. clearly, yes, that's the whole... I think, yeah, I think that would I don't be know how to pronounce their brand, but gra- the graphics. Wacom, Wacom. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Wacom every, tablet. Every trackpad becomes a, a tablet. The Wacom yeah. tablet is the, uh, the mob the mob tablet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I never say never, I think. I mean, I still think the possibility of a touchscreen Mac is out there, like UFOs. Um, yeah, but, I, I'm, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know. I, I don't think it's high priority. I don't think it would happen anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have listeners suggesting it's Billow specifically. What if the trackpad became a touch bar? I, I think we talked about this on the show maybe even a week ago. I do think that it's possible you'll see touch bar like functionality come to a later trackpad. Um, I see more functionality in the trackpad, certainly. Yitz asks, if you could know the behind the scenes of a band or podcast breakup, which band or podcast would it be? <laughs> First of all, can we take the second part of that? Are there any like really big podcast breakups that we need to know about? <laughs> During this car, John, John Gruber and uh, Dan, what's his name? Oh, Dan Benjamin. oh there's a good yeah. one. I know, I know, I know a lot I of, know that, some of that story. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. that story. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't need to know that one, but other people. <laughs> yeah, really. I, know, uh, I probably know too much about that one. Um, I don't know. Band, I guess. <laughs> I I don't know. Is there a band I would pick? I mean, we just talked about the Beatles, and it's like I, yeah. think, I feel like that's relatively well attested. But yeah, you know, and I don't care that much. It's so long ago. It doesn't. There's very few bands I care that much about. <clears throat> yeah, there's not a lot of bands that have like dramatic breakups, right? I'd love to. There are definitely some bands with dramatic breakups, but <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's, I no, care that's about. true. That's true. Yeah, but I ones I care about, I guess. You I guys had know. a really funny one, and I think you didn't hear it because of the way that 
Just you want to try it again? You want to hit it again? <laughs> I think you're going to have to listen to the recording and hear it. I said, I'd love to know what happened behind the scenes at Unprofessional. It was pretty, it was pretty good. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I know that story, too. <laughs> iFix.cz says, hey, John. I think that's you, Walt. Oh. Could you ask Gruber how he feels about... What the hell? <laughs> I resent the question, iFix. Could you ask Gruber how he feels about the buttons changing from GET, in all capitals, to GET, with just a single capital, in the App Store? Did you guys notice it, and do you like it? Thank you for making part of that question directed to the rest of us i didn't notice but i do like it i did notice i'm fine with it yeah sure yeah i think it i think it's i think it's better it's is that a little you're less gonna ask uh, shouty <laughs> so uh i'm not uh, am i gonna ask him that no i'm not gonna go out of my way to ask him that no <laughs> all right next time you're on the talk show you can you can bring it up i mean if he has me on on the show real soon i might bring it up but uh let's see here uh a couple questions from jason if you were sent back in time quantum leap style to 1966 and suddenly appeared in the body of one of the beatles which uh, one only, of the four that's only gonna, oh, that only works for one of us that only works for one of us although i think they ended up breaking that law but supposedly which you were only able them? to jump in in your the, oh, the in amount your of time that you were alive uh, yeah. so uh dan and lex would not be able to do that so it's just me baby if, if you rewind, well, could, you could listen to John spend one second trying to remember my name. Uh, but the rest of the question is, which one of the four of them do you think you could pass for personality-wise, setting aside the musical talent aspect? Oh, man. Um, no, I don't think I could pass for either George or John. Maybe, I think, Paul or Ringo. Because Ringo, I feel like he can just get weird. Ringo seems like the easiest one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a caricature. But I feel yeah, like Paul right. is also the more, like, most quote-unquote normal one. So if you just kind of, like, guess. played the straight man, you would get by. Yeah. So, one of them. But, like, if it, if the music came into it, I would definitely jump into Ringo's body. Because I feel like I have a way better chance of being able to follow a drum, a drum yeah. line than a guitar part. I would say Ringo or Paul, for sure. The other two are much harder. Uh, let's see here. Oh, John, <laughs> did you have an answer on that one? As the only person no, who is eligible, I think, I think Ringo is probably the safe bet. So I probably do Ringo. You're, John's going to jump into Pete Best's body. <laughs> uh, Jason says, um, "Related question: Which Ringo song is your favorite, why is and why so is it beautiful? 'Don't Pass Me By'?" Uh, the answer, Jason, so is "Octopus's Garden." Uh, I believe which is the only one. other song that Ringo gets sole authorship credit on for the Beatles. But uh, <laughs> so. he sings uh, "Yellow Submarine," though, right? So. Yes. That's a good yeah. one. So too. I guess it depends on how you're framing what is a right. Ringo song. But if you're talking about the ones he wrote, I would go with Octopus's Garden. Octopus's Garden is a legit good song. Yeah, that's a good song. I would I would go I'll, I'm going to I didn't know the details behind the answer. I didn't know which ones he wrote. Um but I actually will pick um one of my other favorites that he sings. I don't think he's credited. He didn't write it, but uh is um Good Night, which I sing to my son most nights. Is that yeah. the one that they sing in Three Men and a Baby? <laughs> I, it's been like decades since i The answer I've seen is that no. Song. That's where they Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time oh, yeah. to go. No, 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 wait, no, no. Not that. It was funny to me. Uh, that's what we used to <laughs> sing. Uh, Mr. E Man says With respect to life, the universe, and everything, not the book, which question would you like the answer to? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So, guys, uh, a fun thing is, if you can afford Rebound Prime, apparently you can also afford <laughs> drugs, and you take them before submitting questions to us. That's my read on today's suite of questions. <laughs> or I don't you know just if I have like answers, an idle thoughts. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What question would you like the answer to? Yeah. Um, um, 
I guess, how do we fix I'm gonna, things? I'm going to go with something. I'm going to go with something that's not going to be too upsetting. Um, what could be very exciting, which is uh, if there's a, you know, if there's alien life. Mm, sure. I'll just yeah. go with that one because, you know, Couldn't the if it's, if it's no, if it's no, then it's like, OK, well, that's amazing. Um, it's a little depressing, I guess, but it's not like it's not okay. kind of crushing. So like here is I got some background for my question. Are we ready? <laughs> Sure. Okay, I'm buckled in up. 1980 and 1981, um, NPR bought the rights from George Lucas for a dollar to produce Star Wars radio dramas of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Very good. They have Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels in them, and uh, Empire One has Billy Dee Williams, which is really great. D- uh, 19, mid-1990s, a third-party company basically got the rights and bought and did a Return of the Jedi adaptation. However, they did not get Mark Hamill or Billy D. Williams to reprise their roles. I suspect the answer is money, but I would like to ask Mark Hamill why he didn't do it because the guy who plays Luke Skywalker is just not as good in this. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. It's found very funny for some reason. I don't know. I, so, you, my read on the question is you get one answer on anything, and Dan's like, I got this. I, Hang on. I, it's bugged me for years. A, a question that you could potentially ask Mark Hamill, who is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not going to talk to me. It reminds me a That's little bit true. of that joke about you know, there's the three people on a desert island, and one day uh, uh, a bottle washes uh, up and a genie pops I, I, out. And, you know, I want to go home to my family. Boom. The first guy goes home to his family. The second guy's like, I, want, I, I miss my wife and kids. I want to oh, go yeah, back yeah, to them. Yeah. And boom. And then the third guy's like, mm, I really like those guys. I kind of wish they were back. Like, that feels like Dan's <laughs> wish. Oh, I thought there, there was one where, they, like, oh, God, there's one where the punchline's like, I guess I'll have a Coke then. But uh, I don't remember what the setup is for it. So there you go. Um, so here's a complicated one from Yitz. Do any of you use a Gmail account for automated uses only? No. Uh, I have an account no. that I use for development to send emails <laughs> yeah. when necessary. I read, this, has... I read this earlier and I was like, oh, no, this I don't. So, so the short version of, of Yitz's message is Gmail claims unabashedly that his account is using 10.9 gigabytes of data. So Yitz, uh, my suggestion to you is to use the little known Gmail search function size. Uh, so you can, in your search bar in Gmail, type in size colon and then like some big number. I think it's actually like bytes or kilobytes or something. It's, it's dumb. But like if you do size colon 100,000, it'll show you what messages it thinks are bigger. And you can just keep adding zeros until you figure out what message it believes is large. And I would suspect that there is a giant message in there that you uh, aren't seeing. And make so, sure that I'll you don't, that. that when you're typing that in, you're not typing it into your search bar because you don't want to mm-hmm. search on size colon. And then uh, our last question of the day comes from Jason, who says, what are your favorite types of questions? Um, and uh, this was kind of like Rhetorical. Anthony Ford. This needs a little bit of background for me. Uh, I remember the first season of the TV series Survivor. And I remember when the show Survivor was debuting, my assumption was that the drama of that show would be, how are people going to live? Like, how are people going to survive and, and find ways to function on this deserted island? But very quickly, it became about, how can you like form alliances and have the right Machiavellian strategies to win? And that's what the show really is. Uh, when we said, hey, we're going to support Rebound Prime questions for no reason. I mean, for some reason, but without much thought, I was like, oh, there'll be technical questions. And then as it turns out, almost none of them are. Uh, and so I think it started, my favorite I think it started type, out that way. You know, I think, I think people, but then were, people quickly like, realized that do our you technical think Apple knowledge will do this, or do you think, yeah, or, is, or more like, is, more like Apple strategy questions. Yeah. Um, pe- people realized our knowledge was surface deep and then we're well, like, that's yeah, the thing, right? I mean, I think, <laughs> I think we Who talk more about like Apple think. strategy than we do about like nitty-gritty technical details right that's fair it's totally fair it makes it it makes it kind of it makes sense my favorite kind of questions are the ones about haunting 
<laughs> I was going to say, but that was not questions. one. That was not one that somebody asked this podcast. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. is that her? Is that where it came from? Yes, yeah. it was a listener oh, okay. question. Do not remember okay. this. Okay. Do not remember okay. this was, yeah, I got confused because you asked John? it. You asked. You asked him to resolve it. I see. Yes, <laughs> I wanted right. to be able to haunt you. Okay. Yeah, that almost broke I up the podcast. That's right, Bill. My <laughs> I mean, that was that would have been our our story, <laughs> and then years later, Dan would have used a wish to uh, ask how the uh, rebound broke up. <laughs> I don't care. I know that story. <laughs> well, he was stuck uh, on a deserted island. A lot has happened to me in the future. <laughs> the genie uh, shows up, I've, and Dan says, "How did my podcast break up?" I really also, feel like it's my mission now Mark to get Campbell some more Campbell for Dan. Yeah, yeah, I know. I really feel like it's. I feel like this is important. I think I can get to him for you. I think I'm going to work okay, on this for thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, I think my favorite type of questions are trivia questions. <laughs> I mean, not on this show. I did. It didn't specify. Like, ask You're us right, on this show. It did not specify. <laughs> I like. I like a good. Yeah. I like yeah. a good trivia. I, mean, I like questions. I like questions about old Max. Honestly, I mean, I'd love to. No country for old Max. <laughs> uh, did we answer all the questions? We did. Wow! Oh, did cool. you play the uh, ending questions theme song, Molt? Ending questions theme song. <laughs> Needs a little work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Print it. No, it's good. Also, if you're one of those people who uses Logic or any other music editing software, feel free to take any of Moltz's improvs and score it and put music on it. And we'll use <laughs> Please it on the show. do. <laughs> I would listen to that. That sounds great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good story, everybody. Uh, any other technology news we need to cover? Any other grievances that need to be aired? Uh, no. I, mean, I think we can no. consider this, this, this episode closed. Okay. <laughs> Business, business is closed. Is it? Someone, what? Which was the uh, court show where they would like? Was it the People's Court where they'd be like, like the People's Court is out of session or something? Like you should know this. I don't know. Uh, this is not a thing I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyways, this podcast is out of session. Ending theme song. We're Ending done with the theme show. Song. Ending theme song. It's a little more hard rock. The ending. Just a little. I like it though. I like it. 